welcome to the power of synergy. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. This is BBS Radio, a station I've been with for a great long time, a producer that I trust. The business that I'm in is helping people. Synergy. What is synergy? Well, if you looked in the dictionary, it would be the force of two separate entities coming together to create something that's considerably greater than what they are when they're apart. So it's not just adding things, it's exponentially improving things. A very common um, philosophy is the sum is worth more than the total of its parts, or the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. You can add things together, but when they come together, they truly change. I've been a life coach for many, many years, about 15 years. But then people said to me, you can't be a life coach. A life coach is, what is that? You've got all kinds of life coaches out there. You have to find your niche, your specialty. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? Most of the people who come to me want relationship advice. Yeah, I could be a relationship coach. Well, then they were saying, what's your specialty? (laughs) Relationships, I don't understand the question. No, 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 there are a lot of elements in a relationship that people want help with. Sometimes they're good at certain parts of it. Other times, not so much. I realized communication. That was a hangup for a lot of people simply because different personalities speak different languages mentally and emotionally, verbally. Yeah, but you know what? Words are only 10% of our communication. The other 90% is our body language, our tone of voice, our delivery method, our thoughts and feelings behind the words. That's why texting isn't important when you really want to communicate something it's not effective because you're taking the human out so let's get back to the human factor and I actually saw something on television in the last week that made me think wow this would be a good theme to discuss with my my listeners this week and then I I literally just before I went on the air today I got a call from a former client who said almost verbatim what my show is going to be about today He said, because what you taught me really now makes sense. There's having, there's doing, and there's being. But then there's more, and then there's better. Yeah, okay, well, I've talked about this with people. Having more, doing more, being more, having better, doing better, being better. What's the best? Well, let's let's think about it in a very basic way. The source is being. What you are is the source. Doing is the cause. Having is the effect. So when we're talking about manifestation, who we are, what we are, is going to be the source of what we do. And what we do is going to produce results. It's important to be able to do a lot of things have a lot of things, be a lot of things, but more important is quality. When you have a high quality of anything, you don't need a large quantity of it. So would you be able to justify becoming a higher quality entity, soul, a higher quality entity, soul, to have all of these good things going on in your life, you wouldn't need to compensate for things that you're missing inside by continuing to obtain and accumulate 
things around you. That could be in the form of objects, that could be people and events, activities. Yeah, thinking about all the way back to the very beginning, the source is what you are. Okay, well, so then let's take it sort of from the outside in, getting from the having to the doing, all the way back down to the being. Let's look at really what it means to pursue having more. Well, I like, to, I like to use percentages and I like to use illustrations. When I'm teaching my clients, when I'm teaching students and listeners, well, when you're talking about all of what you're capable of from zero to 100% as a person, your full potential, we'll call it your potential. When you're functioning on a level of having more, you're only really working at about 10 to 15% of your full capacity because you are on a level of survival. It's a defense mechanism. I want more, I need to have more. When people do that, they do it in an excessive way. They're hoarding. Okay, that's an excessive example, an extreme manifestation of having more. It's because they're trying to hide from people with more things. They literally can hide themselves, who and what they are, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, because it's distraction. We're sensory creatures. Having more is literally the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you know what? Some people, maybe they're not as, as extremely excessive needing a psychiatrist as that. Maybe they just are accumulating things, having more to flash them. Yeah, maybe that's to compensate for insecurity that they're feeling personally inside about themselves. Or you know what? It could be something that's almost more sociopathic. It could be flaunting things to intimidate people, to try and convince them that not only are they better, but the person that they're trying to intimidate is worse. They want to create those feelings of you're not as good as I am. That's very reactive. And that is very destructive because again, let's get back to quality over quantity means you have better quality things means you need to have less and less and less of them. And I always give the example. This is something everybody can understand and appreciate when you go to a restaurant and it's a good product, you don't get very much of it and it's more expensive. When you get a 32 ounces or a you know two pound, it's not the real thing. It's not a, a high quality product. It's cheap and it's, you can taste the difference. Well, yeah, you get the bigger product for the less money, but when you walk away, you're never satisfied. Okay, so having more, that's, that's really about, zero to 15% of what you're capable of as a human. Well, how about having better? Okay, well, that's still externally oriented. It's about saying, okay, you know what? I can get rid of all of these other superfluous, excess, non-necessary non things. You know what? At that point, you're going from 15 to about 30% of what you're capable of because now you're thinking about other more important things, other more important factors, but you still have that, that competitive intention. You really are still thinking better, better than what? Better than what they have, better than what you just had before, having better than what um, people expected to impress people. 
You're still very concerned about what other people are thinking about you, their judgment of you. And that reminded me of the, the movie, the actual replay on news broadcast of the movie. When John Candy, it's, it's tough for me to, to say his name because I did like him so much. He was speaking to an athlete, a bobsled athlete, and he his student was just absolutely hell-bent on winning a gold medal in the bobsled, Jamaican bobsled team. And uh, John Candy, he was a good coach, but he cheated. And his athlete said to him, his student said to him, don't you care? Don't you care about winning the gold? And he said, you know what? If you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. He was trying to get that gold medal to prove something, to compensate for something that wasn't inside of him. And if you have to be better than everybody else in order to convince who, them or yourself, that you're enough, are you enough without these things? Because you know what? Even when you lose, yeah, you're still okay if you know you're enough. And that means that when you win, if there's a question there, having a, a gold medallion isn't going to take the question away from you or the other people who are watching you. They're the ones who are going to make the judgment. So think about having more, okay, having better, what for? We're going to take our first break and we're going to get into a little bit of deeper of doing. It's the next level of activity. If you can see from the external having more and having better is just about appearances. Now, are you ready to take a closer look at the source of doing that creates what we have? My name is Gabrielle Cardona, the power of synergy on BBS radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. So when we're talking about having the fulfillment, genuine personal fulfillment in life, the power of synergy, when we have relationships with other people, what do we bring to a relationship? Well, that really is about what we care about in our relationships. What is truly the most important thing for us personally that we are going to bring. We talked in our last segment about having more. Well, how about having better? Okay, that's still very reactive. If you're only at about 30% of your human potential to do and be high quality things, you're never going to have true personal fulfillment. Okay, so then let's look at the example of uh, doing more. 
Yeah, doing more. That's important because that means that you're at about 30 to 50% of your potential. It means you're stepping out of what you are comfortable with, what you are used to, because you really do want to make the world, the external world, a better place. Okay, and that that does involve sacrifice and it does involve having a value system, maybe more about generosity, caring more about others than you do about yourself. Okay, so when I'm talking about um, doing more things, I like to use the principle of being centered. When I teach people about how to be more centered with their lives, the example that I use is of my ballet teacher. When I was a very little girl, we had a lot of, of classes just because you needed to practice and practice and practice the steps in order to be good at moving your body. You have to execute that. Remind, that requires strength. And it's flexibility and then skill. But the most important thing, even if you had the strength and the skill and the flexibility to do, if you lost your center, you would fall over. That was a failure. And you could hurt yourself or hurt the people around you. The teacher would say whenever one of us would start to not quite get it right, and then we, we would be a distraction to the other girls, she would say, step out, recenter. It's time for you to recenter yourself. That meant you needed to get your weight back stable, the way that you distribute and carry yourself as you're doing all the motions with all of the parts of your body needed to stay from the top to your core, which is right in the middle of your ribcage, down to your waist. That is the base of where a woman moves her body. And a girl, oh my God, through puberty, her body literally changed every single day. You are not going to be able to do more, more moves, more um, dancing, more motion if you do not stay centered. And that means you're going to need to practice, yes, the steps in that better state of, yeah, how you're carrying yourself as you go through life. Okay, so when you're talking about doing more things, yeah, you have to stay centered. Now we're talking about multitasking. It's very important to know that you have to master one task, be able to effectively execute that activity before you can then add on another one. Otherwise, the one you're adding on is going to compromise um, the performance of the one that you're adding it to, or the one is going to try to compensate for what the other one is failing. It's very important for you to be able to say, I'm going to master these different skills to perform, to do more things, but at a higher quality level of performance. Well, you know what? Multitasking, being able to do things a lot of different things at the same time means you know how to manage your time well and your thoughts and your feelings that your time are going to manifest. And then that includes working with others. Let's bring, bring other people into that. How in the world are you going to include other people in the multitasking? That's multitasking. They're multitasking. Wow, that's getting a lot of stuff. But when you start to create the synergy, the potential power that you each have, not only to do exponentially more, but then to have more as a result of it, yeah, that's 
that's really indescribable with physical principles the human factor cannot be explained in the same way and on the same terms because again we're talking about our mind and our heart and our spirit that when combined with the body are what comprise the soul okay so our energy our spirit energy so let's let's go ahead and, and think about what i was saying the principle of dance getting recentered well we, we talk about taking a time out for kids. You know what? You need to take a time out. Well, yeah, that's to get themselves recentered mentally and emotionally. Calm down. Yeah. Okay. How can we, how can we actually say to someone else in our life that's important to us that we're trying to be with, you know what? I need to take a time out. <laughs> now it's easy to say, hey, you, you got some issues. You need to take a time out. Okay. How do you know? that you're actually getting better. Well, then we use the example of putting the mask on yourself. When you're on a plane and they're telling you something's not good with the oxygen, whoop, the mask falls down. If you're traveling with someone who does need your assistance, they need your help, providing them with that mask, putting it on them, maybe carrying them, holding them while they have the mask on. The first thing they say is put the mask on yourself first. So when you're taking a time out, to get recentered, putting the mask on yourself, you have to know what it is that you need. Oxygen, breathing. I liken your dominant function to breathing because it's something that is so natural for you. Do your dominant function. You need to know what that is based on your personality profile. Do you know your personality profile? When you're going through life, there are going to be activities that are absolutely vital for you to do. But there are four levels of functionality. There's dominant, auxiliary, tertiary, and inferior. Well, okay, so if you're having to do all of those different things, when you know your dominant function, you can say, I'm taking a time out. I need a break because there's either something mentally going on with me that I need to address that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Or there's something emotionally that, you know what, really is compromising my ability to perform. That may involve getting the other person to participate. Okay. Or it could just be your physicality of your nature you need to redo your dominant function because you're doing way too many of the other functional activities. It's compromising your ability to stay centered as a person. Well, yeah, that's, that's really important to know because the great thing about people, when you say to them, look, I have a lot that I want to give you. I have so many good things to offer you. Will you let me take care of myself to get me up from, you know what? I, I've literally dropped down from, 30, 50%, all the way down to 15 to 20%. I am becoming a toxic soul. Will you support me in taking care of myself to become a more healthy soul? People are very generous and they're very grateful that you're honest with them. When you say, yeah, I, I need help. Will you help me? People love to help. And we're going to get into that a little bit better, a little bit later about there's more joy in giving. When you extend to people, the opportunity to give to you, you are fulfilling their soul as a personal gift. And that's something that really, again, is invaluable in a relationship in the world. It's going to propel the positive energy that keeps the world running smoothly. Okay, so getting centered, 
Well, we have our mind, we have our heart, we have our body, we have our spirit. Which is the source? Which is the cause? Which is the effect? Because we have our thoughts that kind of create feelings, but our feelings really, we have thoughts about our feelings, but you know what? If we, if we have our body saying things and doing things, well, it might have a feeling that creates a thought, but if our thought is making our body do things and we have a reaction, yeah, you know what? Actually, <laughs> the source of what we do is our heart, but the source of how we feel are our thoughts. We have the ability to manage and get ourselves centered when we take a time out, which it's a great time now to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how doing better, not just doing more, is another process in and of itself. There are a few tricks you can learn, but most importantly, how to facilitate others when you learn the principles of doing better, not just more. This is The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabriella Cardona. the power of synergy on BBS radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Now we're talking about being a better quality soul, but when we're talking about having more, that just means we're on survival mode. When we're talking about having better, it means, well, we're willing to do more work and think of things maybe in a different way, not so defensive or survivally oriented, Okay, well, how about doing? Doing more things. Yeah, stepping outside of what's easy and comfortable for us. But the only way we're going to be able to do more things is if we learn how to do more things. But we have to practice them in order to do them better. You, you need to know how to recenter yourself. Find your own center. Well, do you know what really the center of who you are is? Well, it's, it's your heart. Now, the source of your feelings is your mind, but the source of what you do is your heart. So you really do need to focus on having a better quality of that, that heart source. Okay, so when we're talking about principles above measurables, okay, because some things can be quantified, some things can't. One of my favorite um, um, stories, uh, tales in the Bible, <laughs> Even, I can't even think of the word in English now. My brain's going into Spanish. Hold on a second. Um, it was about how Jesus was standing in a very public place and there were religious leaders and they were bringing all of their money, all of their donations in because into the place that, that everyone could see everyone and pouring you know, their money in their, their valuables. And, and the religious leaders said, look at that 
that person, are they, are they giving enough? They should be giving more and look at us, look at how much we're giving. We're such good people because not only are we giving, but we're giving in, in generosity and, and they did it for attention. Well, this, this little old widow, she came over and she dropped in two very small coins of almost no value. We'll say for the sake of, of um, illustration, two cents. And everyone was dumping in thousands and thousands of dollars. And Jesus said, you know what, that lady, she dropped in more than everybody else here. What she put in was more valuable because everyone else here was dropping out of their surplus. They were giving in excess and they were giving it in a public way. She knew she had nothing, but her whole heart and mind and soul were in it. And it was a genuine sacrifice on her part. Yeah, when you have the, the good quality feelings and intentions and it is a personal sacrifice for you to do something that means the quality of what you've done has gone up when you're at the not only about doing more and having more and having better you're actually about doing better then you're looking at what am I thinking and what am I feeling while I'm doing those things wow that's tough how often do we not even know? We don't even know what we're thinking because we're, we're so busy. We're constantly going and going and going and doing things and trying to multitask it. Yes, doing more, doing more. Okay, okay. So if we're doing less, but again, of a higher quality, then we have the ability to stop and reflect, to become introspective and say, what is going on inside of me as I'm doing these better things? And what really would make it qualify as better, a better thing to do, even if it's the exact same activity that you were doing before, what would really make it classify as a better thing? Well, you know what? Your, your feeling while you're doing it, your attitude while you're doing it. Again, one of the best lines in a movie when a brother tells his older sister, get in a good mood. How hard is it just to decide to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood? It used to be fun. It used to be warped and twisted and hilarious. It was fun for me to be with you. The question is, do people want to be with you? Do you have good energy? People can pick up on how you're feeling. And they respond in kind. Yeah, people react. They're very reactive. Well, should they be? The fact is they are. And so when you are in a quality, a high quality state of positive thought and positive feeling, then the quality of what you do increases. It improves. That's something that everyone appreciates. And then that effect, when you affect other people, it is going to continue to extend to the, the people that you are around and what they do and thereby extension, the things in their life. And I always tell people, there is no neutral energy. Your energy is always either positive or negative. Do you know, can you take a time out at any moment and say, I'm gonna take a personal inventory of my thoughts and my feelings my intentions behind my actions, my ultimate goal, and say, how high quality am I right now in order to be doing high quality things 
that's a really, it's a tough thing to learn, especially if you've never been taught how to be honest with yourself. I really liked it. I hated it at the time, but I really liked it when my dad said to me one day, he just got real serious. We were, we were talking, we liked to banter, we liked to debate. And he said to me, honey, be careful. Don't lie to yourself. I said, I'm not lying. And he said, you know what? When you lie to strangers, you're going to lose a lot of friends, opportunities in, in life. And when you lie to friends and family members, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to want to be with you. You're going to die alone. When you lie to yourself, you start believing your own lies. Nothing in your world is real. You die alone. It's all over for you when you start believing your own lies. Okay. Yeah. I was very young. <laughs> I was under 10 when he told me that. And that just made me focus on how much of what I'm saying to myself while I might be multitasking, while I might be interacting with other people, while I might be busy and thought and performance, how much of what I'm doing is genuine, really me, what I want to do. And if it's not, why am I doing that? And what am I going to do in order to make who I am, not just what I do, higher quality because yes the higher quality is absolutely important the world wants it the world expects it but you're not going to be able to do anything high quality if what you are is not that way first now there are nine fruitages of the spirit that are listed and um, in galatians in the book of galatians and i really like that because the scripture that it's from says against these things there is no law you know what I remember the first time I saw that I think I was six or seven years old and I thought oh there's got to be a law people are so stupid the laws that they make I mean the laws are the part of the problem because a law can actually let a criminal get away with with a complete total crime and they know that it's a bad thing or or they can let a, a completely innocent person go to jail because that's how stupid laws are and then like, so I'm like okay I'm gonna find these there's got to be a law against one of these well, there were nine. <laughs> so love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, mildness, and self-control. Okay, I think, I don't think it was talking about a political law. It was talking about a law of nature and laws and relationships. When you are doing things that are those kinds of things, they're the fruitages of the spirit. Those are things that are so pure and they are so benevolent that they won't do any damage. When you're doing those things, you will never harm yourself or anybody else in that process. <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say them again. And if you want to write them down, go ahead and get a pen and paper. Otherwise, it's in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, mildness, and self-control. Okay, now we're going to move on to the next level of what you are. Being more and being better as the source of what you do that causes the effects of what you have. We'll be right back after this, this next break. I'm Gabrielle Cardona. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. 
Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about the source of everything in your life. There's the cause, the effect, and the results. The cause, the source is what you are. Now we've talked about different things, about having things, more things or better things. And then there's doing more things. And then there's doing better things. Those are very, very important in life. But when you focus on the external in order to create the world, the external life that you want, you cease to look internally at what's going on inside of you. That is in fact the cause. It's actually twice as hard for you to create good in your life when you don't have good inside of you first, because the manifestation of your external world is the demonstration of what's going on inside of you. And if you don't have good things going on inside of you, you have to work twice as hard to compensate for that in order to get the appearance of those good effects. That's a lot of, a lot of seemingly complicated, but you know what? It doesn't have to be because again, getting back to the center of the core of the foundation of you know your nature and embrace your true nature know your personality accept the fact that there are just going to be certain things in life you're going to be bad at you're always going to be bad at them and that's okay i was literally coaching a girl just last week and she said you know uh, i think i'm autistic and i know i have multiple personalities and i have this. and i i was like but you know what? she's not displaying autism I said, look, you know what? I'm going to give you a free, I'm going to give you a free personality profile because I have a few questions about what you're saying about yourself. And I have a few theories of my own and I, I want to make sure I get this right before I say anything to you. So I asked her 15 different questions because I could study her as she was giving me the answers. You know what, this lady, she's an INFJ. Okay, that means she is 1% of the human population. That is the rarest of all personalities. Okay, 1%, that means out of every 100 people, 99 of them not only aren't her, but they don't understand her. And so she has been given these, these horrible labels and pharmaceuticals. She, she drugs herself in three different ways. And those drugs cause horrible side effects that make her life that much harder just to even manage on a daily basis. But when she understood that as an INFJ, she has an amazingly accurate, intuitive feeling. She can feel people and she can read what's going on in the non-physical world. Now, that doesn't mean she's involved in any kind of demon activity. It doesn't mean she's psychic. It's just supernatural. This is very natural. We have our sensing. We have our intuition. And we're constantly communicating with each other. She's just so honed in on it naturally. And her ability to discern things and reach the deeper level of what's behind those things the fact that she's an introvert means that when she's doing it, people look at her and go, oh my God, she must be going through something. There's something going on in her head. Let's drug her so she'll act normal. Okay. She's never going to act normal. But the fact that what's going on when she looks weird is so important and it's so powerful. That's why the world only needs one out of every hundred people to be able to do that. Because when she does something, it's so amazingly, wow, the effects are the equivalent of 100 people doing something. Okay, so 
being more things, yes, you can be more things. But that means you need to learn how to be more things. More, not only more versions of what your personality is, but be things that aren't your personality. <sighs> okay, just heads up here, people. There are going to be things that no matter how much you learn, no matter how much you practice, you're still going to suffer while you're doing them because your nature is going to resist you. It's going to fight every time. If you're an airplane, every time you try to submerge 5,000 feet, okay, um, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Okay, and if you're a car, every time you try and, you know, fly, take off um, in the Grand Canyon, yeah, you break. There's going to be things that are going, they're just going to be hard for you to do and not a good idea for you to do without other things factored in and adjustments being made while you're doing those things. So thinking about that, keeping that in mind, what is your true nature? Yeah, you can embrace change as long as it's not under the pretext of the reason you need to change is because you are bad. No, it's not because you're bad. And when I use the example of body parts, people really do appreciate when I say SJs are bones, SPs are muscles, NTs are brains, and NFs are hearts. Which one's the most important? Of the brain, the heart, the bones, or the muscles? Okay, well, which one's the least important? Which one? We could just go ahead and do that. No. Now, can a bone do math? No, it can't. And can the heart solidify to, to sustain the weight like a, a femur? No, it can't. That's okay because it's not supposed to. Now, an SJ can do NF things. An SP can do NT things. You have to learn how to be more things in order to do more things. You actually do need to appreciate what's behind that. But that means embracing change demands vulnerability on your part. Vulnerability happens when you can potentially be hurt. When you are learning something new, you are in a condition, you are in a state of weakness and risk of someone or something doing damage to you while you're in the process of learning that new thing, that new skill, that new ability. Yeah, you care about how other people feel and your performance is very important. It's important to other people. It's important to you too because of your self-esteem. Remembering your own personal needs as you are doing more things. No, while you're having more things. No, while you're being more things because they're not necessarily your true nature. So when you have a higher quality performance as your goal, yeah, you can definitely do more things, but you're not gonna be doing an excessive amount of things. Keep it good quality things and in moderate amounts so that you can, again, get centered, okay? So when we're talking about doing things, being centered in your heart, about being more things requires being centered in your mind. How can you be centered in your mind? Hmm. Okay, that means you've got thoughts. Let's talk about thoughts for a few minutes. Now, there are different levels of thought. There is knowledge, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, conclusion, and evaluation. Now, if you're not an NT, uh, you might not you might not enjoy the next four or five minutes of what I'm going to be explaining, but pay attention because the principles are 
everything that you are thinking is going to be the source of how you are feeling. You can control what you do because you can manage the feelings that you have, your emotional state, and you can, you can create that emotional state with the thoughts that your mind generates for your emotions. Okay, so now we're giving an example of um, the thought, the comprehension, the application, the analysis, the synthesis, the conclusion, and the evaluation. Okay, let's take something very, very simple. Um, gravity, okay? Grab something here. Grab something, and oh, I dropped it. I have knowledge. Knowledge is when I drop a cup, it's going to fall. Great. That's the first level of thought. Comprehension is, well, because there's a force called gravity that brings things down. Great. So I, I know that gravity means I dropped it. And okay, so how about the application is, how about I hold on to it? So not only now do I have information and I understand the information, but I know what to do with it. Unfortunately, this is where most people stop. When we're talking about their thoughts, their level of thinking ability, if they say, well, now I know what to do with this information, I can make good practical use of it in my life. Let's just start doing stuff. Well. If you really want to be more centered in your mind, you need to know how to put that information to a higher use. Now let's with the knowledge and the comprehension and the application, the analysis. Analysis is being able to take things apart and, and say, well, what are the individual factors? Well, it's not just a cup and it's not just gravity. It's a plastic cup and I'm walking um, barefoot and so when things fall on my foot, it could potentially hurt. Okay, well, plastic is a different than metal because I know this because I have knowledge of other things. What, what does gravity mean when it's higher up than when it's lower down? You can take a whole lot of elements of the situation and look at the pieces individually, but then put them back together in order to say, wow, well, if this is true of this, and this happens with this, and this is this, then we take it apart, we put it back together. So what that means is I'm going to employ gravity in, in another way that has absolutely nothing to do with me dropping the cup. I can actually use gravity or avoid gravity when I'm, um, when I'm cooking, when I'm cooking food, because I also have the knowledge of knives wow okay and being barefoot with gravity and things that can drop that can hurt wow we've got the analysis we've got the synthesis and the conclusion the conclusion is yeah don't drop sharp or heavy things on my foot evaluation is gravity is a great thing if you know what to do with it <laughs> it can be it can be a very very helpful thing for human life in a physical world as long as you comply, abide by the laws and the principles of everything that gravity involves, not just the force itself, but the objects and the people and the other elements that will affect and modify the manifestation of that gravity. Okay, so we're going to take one last break and get into the really important stuff when we come back about being better quality as a soul. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio.
Welcome back to the Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. And today we're talking about the synergy, what we create when we come together with things and with people, <clears throat> the dynamics of having more as opposed to having better, then the next level of doing more. Well, but maybe it's, it's even better to do things better, fewer things just in a better way. Then about being more things. Well, let's talk about being better as the source of the things that we do, the things that we have, things that we are. What is behind the more things that we want to be? We may want to be all, all of the fruitages that I mentioned, the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faith, mildness, self-control, doing all of those things. Yeah, that's tough. How do you do that? Well, when we're talking about the principle of staying centered, okay, but how do you do that? Uh, that's easier said than done. And you know what? You go out there, you are going to hear as many, as many opinions as there are people. Because unfortunately now with the information age, Everybody can talk about everything, and there's absolutely no accountability. We don't even know how much of it's true. Okay, but let's go ahead and start with just the very most basic things. You need to do what you are. Being high quality will only happen when you actually um, manifest who and what your nature truly is. Learn your functional order, and you need to spend... 50 to 60% of your day doing your dominant function, that's being your personality. You need to spend 20 to 25% of your day doing your auxiliary function, 15 maybe to 20% doing tertiary stuff, and 5 to 10% doing your inferior function because that means you're not trying to be something that you're not, letting yourself just go. Yeah, have your centered soul. That means, because again, there's your body, right? Then there's your heart, then there's your mind, but then your spirit, your soul is not a soul until your spirit is infused into your body and your heart and your mind. And they are all coming together, indelibly intertwined, working cooperatively together. That means they need to have the same goal. They need to have the same purpose, the same modus operandi within the functionality of the nature that you were born with. Yes, you were born with a personality. And again, I always say there is no neutral energy. Your energy is positive or negative. Every action has a reaction and a consequence. You know what? When you have, when you take action, and being more things, you know what, the, the responsibility that comes with that power, people don't want to look at their responsibility. But when you are being truly more, the quality of your thoughts is better. You not only are willing to accept responsibility, but you are, you are interested in having the next level up above responsibility. That's accountability. How many people, they don't care about the consequences. They don't want to take responsibility. And they're certainly not going to have any kind of accountability. I'll do whatever I want. It's my right to say and do whatever I want. You can't make me do anything. You know what? Okay, so that's still uh, the level of being more. Well, you're looking at maybe 70 to 80%, 85% 
if you are being more things, there's having more, there's having better, there's doing more, there's doing better, 50, 60, 70%, you know what? If you are being more, you're at 70 to 80% of your potential being better. That's 80 to 100% of your potential. You are never going to fulfill your true potential unless you are spending your time doing your dominant auxiliary, tertiary, and inferior functions in those proportions for those lengths of time. And being able to say, yeah, my, my spirit that is the center of my heart and my mind and my body is keeping it all together. That's where you are truly able to be high quality. And then we talked about the fruitage of all nine of those qualities. Well, you know what, but here's the thing. When we're talking about that no accountability, I don't really care what you think. I don't care what this does to you. Well, you know what? Negativity is pretty powerful. Yeah. But do unto others as you would have others do unto you. That's a good principle. Just ask yourself before you do something, is the quality of what you are high up enough to be able to say, I'm going to do to you no matter what you do to me. I'm going to do to you what I would like you to do to me. If you have a high quality spirit that is your soul's source of positive, yeah, you're going to have that ability to be surrounded by negative and still be the source of something positive. Good conquers evil. Evil is very infectious. I'm not going to say it's not infectious. It's very powerful in the way that it influences and motivates people. But you know what? Good will always conquer evil in one of two ways. It will either change that evil because the good that, that the evil is around is going to go, what? what? Wow, that's kind of nice. Can, can I do that too? And people, people are very much that way. I was actually walking down the street earlier today and, and a man said something and I didn't really hear what he was saying. I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, I was saying good day. Good day to you. I said, oh, thank you very much. You too. Have a nice day. Goes, oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. He really did like that I had good energy. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I couldn't understand. But the good conquers evil sometimes in that it makes it turn good too. Or if someone is really that bad, they're going to take a step back and say, I don't want to be around you because I can't return in kind, propel that, that good energy and that good attitude, that good feeling because my negativity is so bad. So good is either going to change the, the bad in the situation, or it's just going to go ahead and send it somewhere else. Because you know what? It can't, it can't last here for very long. Then there's the principle of surrender. Again, that vulnerability that is required to become more things. Yeah, but the surrender of trust. That's a tough thing. They, they teach that in um, like 12-step groups. It's being able to say relaxation. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. And I'm not going to feel overly anxious. I'm not going to feel overly stimulated. That's one of the fruitages of the spirit peace having genuine peace. Now, sometimes with, with um, yoga, you know, they're talking about find your peace, calm and quiet, stillness. Yeah, well, you know what? Trust is about surrendering in that way, thinking about the, 
the expression, the proverb of, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never was. How comfortable are you setting things free in your life? Like keeping your eyes closed, setting free what you see and say, okay, you know what? I don't need to see it. I'm totally and completely fine. Not having that, not knowing what it is, not being a part of it, not owning it. Breathing, they say, find your breath. When you have that, you can trust things. Then you're okay having the generosity of paying things forward, not expecting anything in return to say, yeah, I will give and not be afraid. I won't have that anxiety. I won't have that anger because my mind is centered. My heart is centered. My body is balanced. And my spirit has unified all of those things. Do you know where you are in this moment? Synergy is about what we create when we come together. We have a responsibility to ourselves and to each other. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you have any questions, go ahead and email at BBS Radio. And you can go ahead and call in next week. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. Four o'clock Pacific time. This is the power of synergy. Thank you for being with me today.